thank you. So let's jump right in. As I follow Christ, what is this series about? Well, first of all, you know, as I become aware, especially of things like Tim Carney said a moment ago, I'm always aware of moments in time where people of every generation, not just young people, but older people as well, but people come into the kingdom of God and they begin a relationship with Christ, but then they don't know where to go. What now? What do I do? And I'm also aware that there are people who have these fears of following anyone. They don't want to trust. Who knows why? They've been hurt, they've been offended, someone let them down, whatever it is, uh, they're afraid to trust, so they're not willing to follow anybody. And there's so many people today that in their own mind and heart, they will tell 10 people, I will follow Christ, but I will not follow a man or a woman. I will follow Jesus, but I will not follow anyone else. Well, is that right? It's not. It's really not right. All of us have been given a gift. We've been given opportunity. Uh, the Father has put people in our lives that are worthy of being imitated. Not because they're perfect, but because they're doing things right. They are. They really are. And when you think about it, for each of us, um, we, we, we can all think of someone that we've looked at in times past and we thought, man, I wish I could do that. Well, there's not much anybody's doing that we can't all do if we imitate them well. And it isn't simply about mimicking. It's about growing from what I'm imitating. We're going to talk about that today. So I want to begin by reflecting on my dad. My dad passed away in 2013, in December of 2013. And I've referred to him all of my ministry life. I've referred to my dad over and over because he was a wonderful man, incredible father, um, loved me, loved all of his children, was faithful in every way that I'm aware of. I, I don't know of anything, that he, any place where he ever let us down. But I do remember as I was growing up, my dad would always require us to work with him on whatever it was, the garden, the car, the house, the yard. Um, whatever he was doing, he required my brother and me to be a part of that. And, and I remember growing up, Man, I, oh, it would make me mad sometimes. I didn't want to do it. Oh, I don't want to be, I want to be playing baseball. I want to be out running, playing football, whatever. And, and I remember I would listen to what he would have to say. He'd be changing the oil and he would say, well, you turn this nut and then you, this is how you take the filter off or whatever it is. And, and I would listen to him. Man, I didn't pay attention because all I could think about was my friends were over there in that baseball field. All I could think about was going to the store, doing whatever I wanted to do. I was listening to him, but I wasn't learning anything. And then we'd go out in the garden, same thing. This is how you grow a bean, son. This is how you take care of okra. This is how you plant it. This is how you harvest it. And I'd listen, but man, all I could think about was where I wanted to be. And then I'd even throw in every now and then in my own mind, never to him, because that would have been a horrible mistake. But I would think within my own mind, I would think, Man, what? I don't even want to know this stuff, Dad. Why are you teaching me this? You think I'm ever going to do what you're showing me right now? There's no chance I'm ever going to grow a bean. I'm never going to have a garden. I don't ever want to have to work on a car. I don't ever want to have to work on a house. No way! That's in my mind. 
And then I became a man. Oh, wow. Suddenly, all the things I said, no way, I'm finding out every day, every day. I'm working on my house, I work on my car, I work in the yard. Suddenly, all the things that I listened to but didn't pay attention to, I'm having to reflect back on. And this is what I love. Rarely do I do anything at all. Even recently, I've been working on the house a lot with my wife and my son. Rarely do I ever do any work of any kind that I do not have a vision of my father doing that same work flash before my eyes. Rarely do I ever do it where working with my dad does not flash. And I, and I think back at those moments, man, I wish I'd have listened. But I found something interesting, especially when I was working outside recently. Something really amazing happened. All the times I watched my dad work with wood, work on the house, cut a board, whatever it was he was doing, cut an angle, gut a deer, skin a deer, whatever it was. All the times I watched my dad do that, when I thought I wasn't learning because my mind was on the baseball field, I realized when I was working outside recently, I would have to refer back and I found out that even when I wasn't listening, I might have heard him, but I wasn't listening. I might have watched him, but I wasn't paying attention. It still etched something in me. Even when I didn't think I was following my dad or imitating my dad, I was. Even when I didn't think I was imitating him, I was. Even when I didn't think he was teaching me something, he was. And I look back and whatever I'm good at today, I'm good at because I learned. I imitated somebody, in this case called my dad, and learned from him. I would consider myself a jack of all trades, not a master of anything, but I'm a jack of all trades. There's not many things I don't know a little bit about. There's a lot of things I don't know anything about, but I know a little about everything and I can get by, but I can only do that because someone before me went before me, learned it, and then revealed that to me and etched that on my mind. So let's talk about this today. The series today, As I Follow Christ, is going to, I hope, help all of us understand the reason that following requires trust more than simply just listening. It doesn't do any good to listen to someone say something. You have to trust them. We listen to people talk every day, and by tomorrow morning we forget what they said. But it is rare that we see somebody do something that is amazing and it escapes us. It is rare that when we watch someone do something supernatural or out of the ordinary, that it is quickly forgotten. It is rare. So there are several parts to this series that's forthcoming, but I want to use today to set the foundation for this series, this study called As I Follow Christ. I'm coming to you from our study, our home office, uh, where I've been doing a lot of work lately. My wife and I do work here. And I'm coming to you out of this place today, and I think it's appropriate. It's appropriate because it is in this place where I learn, I grow, I prepare myself to be one, I hope, worthy of imitation, worthy of being followed. I want to begin this morning with 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 in the ESV. 
Paul said, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Again, Paul said, be imitators of me to the Corinthians as I am of Christ. What does that mean? Is he, is Paul suggesting that somehow he is Christ's replacement to the Corinthian church? That they can't follow Christ all by themselves? That they're incapable? That without Paul, oh, they're just going to hell in a handbasket. Is Paul uh, suggesting that? Paul is simply saying, listen, I've cut wood and you haven't. I've been on a deep journey that you haven't. I've seen the miraculous in ways you haven't. All Paul is saying is, I've already forged a path that you don't need to forge again. Why don't you get on my shoulders? Imitate me as I imitate Christ. I've learned the hard way. I want to help you. I want to remove some of the burden from you. Can you just get on my shoulder and let me show you? That's what Paul was saying. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. It was in no way a rebuke to them that you are incapable. Shame on you, you lowly person. You just met Jesus Christ. You, have, you are completely incapable of loving Him and serving Him and being faithful to Him. No, he was not at all doing that. What he was saying was, I've been here. I've done this. I want to save you from some of the difficulty. Walk with me. Imitate me as I imitate Christ. Don't try to learn it all over again. Don't, try, don't make the same mistakes I've made. Doesn't that sound like a parent says to their kids, I'm only helping you because I don't want you to make the same mistakes I've made. And the kids are like, oh my Lord, and they get tired of hearing that. But it's true. It's true. No parent wants their children to make the same mistakes that they made. When someone has gone before us, it isn't belittling to us. When someone has gone before us, it is an opportunity for you and me to learn from them. Those who have gone before us, they are the provision of Yahweh for those of us just rising up, just coming up. So it is probably safe to say that anyone watching and listening right now is not afraid to follow Christ. In fact, you're proud of it. Everybody you know, your family, your kids, your mom, your dad, your friends, whomever, everybody you know, you're never ashamed to say, I am a follower of Christ. You would never fear that. But are you afraid to follow a man or a woman who is following Christ? Can you be proud of that? Why is it okay to be proud that we are followers of Christ, but afraid or ashamed in some way to be a follower of a man or a woman? Well, there's things that happen that cause people to take that position. One of them is, again, people let you down. People have lied to you. People have done something wrong. People have misled you. People, whatever. And, and for some reason, there's something in you that makes, makes you afraid to even follow anyone. Well, here's the truth. It's still safe. Because following someone who's following Christ that has gone before you, again, is the provision of God. And see, part of the reason, too, some will not follow someone else is because they're saying, nobody's going to tell me what to do. No one is going to tell me what to do. Nobody 
is going to say, this is how you do it. I'm only going to listen to Jesus. He's the only voice of authority I'm ever going to have in my life. But that's not the provision of God. It isn't the provision of God. Let's read in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, starting with verse 14. It says this, Paul said, I do not write the things that I'm writing to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For though you have countless, that word countless in the Greek is 10,000, for though you have 10,000 guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So then I urge you, be imitators of me. I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then, be imitators of me. Let me tell you something. Paul was not trying to do away with anybody's daddy. He doesn't want anybody to despise their dad, break relationship with their father. He's not trying to supplant them. Paul is simply saying, I'm a father to you. I want to be a father to you in the same way that you look to your father. You look to your dad. You trusted him to create a safe place. You trusted him. Even though he wasn't perfect, you trusted him to lead you well. Paul's saying, that's what I want to do. I don't want to take his place. I just want to help you in the spiritual things. I want to help grow you. That's all I want to do. Love your dad, but love me. Trust your dad, but trust me. And see, Paul understood in this passage, Paul understood the difference between where, he, where it says in verse 15, you have countless guides or countless teachers in Christ, but you do not have many fathers. Paul understood that teachers tell. They say, this is how you do it, this is how you do it, this is how you do it. But fathers show. Fathers demonstrate. Teachers instruct. Fathers demonstrate. Fathers live it. Most of a father's teaching isn't what is in what is said. It's in what is demonstrated. It's in the life that he lives. That is most of the father's teaching. And Paul understood the difference between telling someone how to follow Christ and then showing someone how to follow Christ. Because telling or teaching isn't the point. Living and becoming is. Paul got it. So I say to you today, when Paul said, imitate me as I, follow, as I imitate Christ, what Paul was saying is, you can trust me. Again, I don't want you to reinvent the wheel. I don't want you to start all over again at the beginning where I started. I want you to get on my shoulders, and I want you to step off of my shoulders. I've taught on this concept so many times in the past, but I can never teach it enough. The importance and the significance of you and me coming to the place where we're willing to follow someone who is following Christ and trusting them. Well, what about when those people that we followed have done something wrong? Do I still follow them? Because many of you today, you refuse to follow anyone, to put your trust in anyone because you've been let down so many times. Well, I think you have to ask yourself a question, what kind of person are they? And I would hope that I'm the kind of person, and I believe Paul was the kind of person. Certainly he wasn't without sin, and he wasn't without error. Because even in verse uh, 4 of 1 Corinthians chapter 4, Paul addresses himself and he says, Man, he said, I don't know of anything in me that is in error, that is wrong. But I don't equip myself. That's up to the Father. He said, But I know nothing in me that's out of place. And yet, 
He persecuted and murdered Christians. He persecuted and murdered Christians, yet he did not hold that against himself. He understood that once he repented and God forgave him, that's not a bag he had to carry anymore. And see, Paul was worthy of being followed and imitated because he was willing to accept. He was not a perfect man, though he wanted that, though he pressed, though he prayed, though he was passionate about the things of God. He understood he wasn't a perfect man, but he was a forgiven man. And when Paul erred, Paul was willing to repent. And Paul understood when he repented and God forgave, Paul was whole again. And it's the whole man, it is the whole woman that is willing or worthy of being imitated. So I say to you today, some of you that are even say about me, I'll listen to Steve Parker, but I will not follow a man. I am following Jesus Christ. You should be as comfortable telling people in your workplace, in your neighborhood, your family, I'm following Steve Parker as he follows Christ. You should be as comfortable saying that as you are saying I'm a follower of Christ. I know. I know. It's weird. It's odd. It's out of the ordinary. Most preachers would never even say that. But the truth is, your children should be able to say about you if you're a parent that they are a follower of their daddy and their mama as easily as they could tell someone they are a follower of Christ. I know. That's easy. Why is it so easy to believe that it's right for your kids to say they're a follower of their parent, but somehow it wouldn't be right for you to say, I'm a follower of Steve Parker, or I'm a follower of Jane Doe, or I'm a follower of whomever that the Father has put in your life as a bridge between you and who He is so that you can arrive in the fullness of Christ, whole and complete. What makes it different? Well, again, to me, it's a matter of, is the person that you're following, is the person that you're following willing to accept that in the times when they've erred, that they repent? Because a person who will repent and allow God to forgive, room for God to forgive them, when they're made whole, they're worthy of it. So as I begin this series today, as I follow Christ, I'm encouraging you this morning, if you are a part of the Rock of Central Florida, follow me. I'm saying to you exactly what Paul said to the Corinthians. Follow me as I follow Christ. If there is any reason at all that you feel like you don't, you cannot follow me. There's something that just, you cannot follow me. I want you to find the one you can. I want you to follow the one you can. If I've given you a reason that you feel like you can't follow me, let me know because I want to make it right. I want to make it right. I'm not afraid to repent. I want to be whole, and I want you to be whole. And I want to help you come into the fullness of what the Father has for you. And the fullness of what God has for us doesn't come by each of us being our own island. It comes because I need what is in you, and you need what is in me. Follow me as I follow Christ. And what you might find is I'm following you 
as you follow Christ. There are things in me you don't have. There are things in you I don't have. And when we begin to draw those things out of one another, we are made more and more complete in the way that He made us. None of us should be so proud of ourselves that we believe we have no or nothing to learn from someone else. None of us, none of us are that complete. If any of us think we're that complete, we have been fooled. I can tell you today, I'm not. I need you, and I need what's in you, and you need me. Follow me as I follow Christ, and I'm going to follow you as you follow Christ. That is what this series is about. What does it mean to follow someone who is following Christ? We're going to walk this out over the next few weeks. We're going to walk out this journey, and we're going to learn. Let me read one more scripture in 1 Corinthians 4, verse 1 and 2. Paul said, Let a man regard us who are being followed in this manner, as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. In this case, moreover, it is required of stewards that he or she be found trustworthy. Let a man regard us in this manner as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. In this case, moreover, it is required of the steward that holds the mysteries of God that that person be found trustworthy. My hope and my prayer today is you find me trustworthy. I find you trustworthy. My hope and my prayer is that today, you and I will continue to follow those that He has put before us, that have gone before us, that have carried the weight that we don't have to carry, that we will follow them, learn from them as they follow Christ. Back to my dad. I learned so much from him. And what I didn't realize was the love that I have for the Father was born out of the love my dad had for the Father. I watched him worship. I watched him pray. I watched him sing. I watched him repent. I watched him cry, and I watched him laugh. I followed my dad as he followed Christ. Today, I am my relationship with God is what it is because someone showed me that it was possible. Follow me as I follow Christ. Love you. I bless you. Father, I lift my voice over this people and I give thanks. Help us today to receive in ourselves the word that you have released to each of us. Help us today to consider what has been shared and to ask ourselves, do we trust? Can we be trusted? Are we willing to repent so that we can be forgiven and be made whole? Help us today. If there's one watching that does not know you and has never received you, I'm asking you today, if you are watching and have never received Christ, receive Him today. Simply ask Him to forgive you. He will. He wants to. He is waiting on you. You are not waiting on Him. 
I pray for you today. I pray that your life will never be the same again. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you. I bless you. For all of those I get to see next week in the building, I can't wait. Those of you that can only live stream, I understand. But we're looking forward to continuing the series as I follow Christ. God bless.